Welcome to the New Life Vermont podcast. The New Life Vermont podcast is dedicated to leading the way in faith-filled living through conversations about life's tough questions. To find every conversation when they are released, subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Welcome to the New Life Vermont podcast. My name is Brandon Gaskill. And I'm Esther. And we're so glad that you joined us for our very first episode of the New Light Vermont podcast. And we're going to be going through family life, uh, how to uh, help your Bible study uh, to be uh, better than it has been, maybe even past year, past couple years, uh, to really get out of the Word of God, what God wants you to get out of it. And also we're going to have some Q&As. And so we're excited about being able to answer some questions uh, that you have about the Bible, about family life, whatever it may be. Uh, that's kind of going to be a little bit more open-ended uh, with uh, what we talk about uh, because it's questions that you have that relate to practical living. As this is your first time uh, listening to this podcast, I just want to remind you at the forefront to go ahead and like, share, subscribe on all of your major uh, podcast listening uh, apps, as well as if you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell, and share it with your friends as well there. Also, if you make it to the very end of this particular episode, I just want to uh, let you know in the forefront that if you uh, give us a good uh, rating, uh, honest rating uh, of this podcast, we'll go ahead and we will give you a a uh, little gift that we will tell you what that's going to be at the very end of the episode. This episode is going to be mainly talking about uh, how we came to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, that is uh, one of the most important things to us in our lives, uh, next to coffee. And uh, we're going to be having, uh, no doubt, uh, coffee mugs throughout our episodes as well that we'll probably tell you a little bit about that but now it is pumpkin spice season if you're a starbucks liker but i uh particularly like duncan the other coffee store that uh, some would say kind of like the other white meat but it's the other coffee store and they have this pumpkin coffee that uh is just better than you can even imagine so we're going to give uh some of you an opportunity uh maybe later on to enjoy some of that pumpkin uh, goodness. Esther, as we get into uh, this first episode, is there anything you want to share as, as we uh, get into uh, what we're going to talk about today? Well, not specifically today, um, but in, by way of introducing the podcast in general, we are hoping to just be real and honest about bringing the Bible into regular life. That's the main focus. So we're going to start by introducing ourselves a little bit. And in this first episode, we're going to focus mostly on your journey and how you've come to a relationship with Jesus and how that has grown. So um, I am going to actually get right into this. I have a few questions as we look into how you've come to where you are right now. So let's go, you know, pretty far back. How, what was your first experience with church or with even knowing who Jesus is. Yeah, my uh, my first experience was when I was young. Um, my family, we grew up going to uh, a Methodist church in our hometown and in Pennsylvania. As uh, some of you may know, some of you may not know, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. We moved now up to Vermont uh, just this past year as a family. But I grew up going to a Methodist church from when I was young all the way up to about when I was 13. 
And uh, most of my time spent there was, uh, just to be completely honest, I was bored. Uh, I didn't want to be there. I went because that's what our family did. Uh, the most enjoyable times of going to church when I was a kid was uh, Christmas when the, the, the band would be up on the, the platform. I say band, it was more of like a brass ensemble. Uh, they would be up on the, uh, the platform there. They'd play Christmas music in the very beginning as people were coming in. Um, it's kind of a, a prelude to the service. And uh, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of things that I looked forward to uh, when it came to church. But one thing that I remember that I think uh, will help later on as I uh, get into the later part of when I got back into church was my grandfather would always sit at the end of the pew and he would always open up the Bible and uh, look at the scripture reading when the uh, the minister would have the time of scripture reading uh, early on in the service. And that always stuck with me. Stuck with me that he uh, wanted to at least look at what God was saying and at least uh, see what the truth was uh, from what the Bible was saying. Um, and so that's something that I still strive to do today is to see uh, what God actually says in his word and not just uh, assume what, that I know what he's saying or just have a tradition that... Uh, somebody has passed down from uh, church to church or whatever it may be, uh, but to actually follow after uh, the Word of God. And so my, my experience was very uh, normal uh, in the sense of somebody who would go to a mainline denominational church. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty normal experience. I, I believed in Jesus. I believed in God. And I'm thankful for uh, all of these things that I'm going to mention here in just a second that uh, that ch particular church did uh afford me. Uh, I, I believe that there was a God. I believe that the world was created. I, I, you know, we were all created as the Bible tells us, like Adam and Eve, uh, in the very beginning, um, that, uh, Jesus Christ was God. And I believe that he came, lived a life that was, uh, perfect, uh, sinless, uh, that he died on the cross and that he, uh, rose again the third day. We celebrated Easter and the resurrection of Jesus. And I believed all that, but the main thing that I take away also from that is that I didn't know how to then practically make that personal in my life. And so that's kind of where I grew up in pretty much a mainline denominational type of setting. Uh, most people who have spent any time in a denominational church would have the same general experience that, uh, that I had growing up. So if there was a time when you kind of I, was, I say quit. Did you come to a point where you said, I'm not going to go anymore? If there was a break there in between going to your mainline church and then where you got saved, what happened in there? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, about 12 years old, I went through what was called confirmation, um, where you get confirmed into the church and you're able to, you know, tithe and uh, take communion and, and other things. Um, they were a pedo baptism, which was a, uh, a baby baptism type of church. So I didn't get baptized or anything like that at that point. It wasn't a believer's baptism, which we can get into uh, later on if, if that, uh, that comes up. But I uh, stopped going after that. I, that was kind of the, one of the last things I did. I went through that and we had the service and I was confirmed into the church. And uh, really when I was about uh, 13, my family stopped going. My, my grandparents who were going to that church and lived right behind us for most of my uh, childhood, then moved to a different part of the, the city, not far, but 
uh, far enough away that they wanted to go to a church that was near them. So we slowly started to uh, not go uh, to churches often. Uh, we would still go on Christmas. We would still go on Easter and some of those other times. But uh, we definitely stopped. And part of that was, honestly, my family was into sports. So my brother and I played sports and things happened to start being on Sundays. And uh, so that was part of it. But also, I just didn't want to get up. And I wasn't really forced to go as, as much at that point. Um, when my grandparents weren't going to the uh, same church that we were going to. And so we just kind of slept in and, and did what we uh, normally would do, you know, like everybody else, watch football and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we definitely had a time where uh, we didn't go anymore. It wasn't really a, uh, a focus in our life. At what point did you start attending somewhere again? When I was a sophomore in high school, um, so when I was about 13, you know, I would have been in middle school. So then uh, when I became a sophomore in high school, um, I met a girl that uh, I became friends with. And she started to invite me to her church. And that was uh, a period of time when, uh, we'll probably get into it at some point, but when uh, Esther, your family came up to uh, Pennsylvania from Maryland uh, shortly before this. And... I didn't really have an interest in church at that time. I didn't really feel like I needed church or wanted to go to church. I was, you know, again, heavily into sports and baseball uh, and, and those types of things. And so that wasn't the forefront of my mind. Honestly, the forefront of my mind was, I don't know, there was this cute girl that I wanted to get to know and she was going to church. And if I wanted to spend more time with her, I had to go to church. So that kind of where, where it started. And... So getting back into church, I would I went Sunday morning, uh, which was the normal service. And then, uh, weird to me, because we never had this, um, or at least we never attended uh, when I was in the Methodist church, but we had a Sunday evening and there was a Wednesday evening service. Um, and I went to all those. And so uh, as the uh, Lord started to grab a hold of my heart, uh, I started to get back into church there, but it was... At that point, it was still a, I'm going to church. It wasn't a relationship with God. It wasn't really, uh, I didn't really understand a lot of things that uh, the Bible had to say. I wasn't really understanding what the Bible, I wasn't reading my Bible every day. I, was, I wasn't doing, and I hate to even use that word, but I wasn't doing the things that uh, we think Christians would do because ultimately I wasn't a Christian, which we'll get into here in probably just a minute. Well, yeah, I mean, after going to church there again so suddenly you're getting back into it attending church at what point did you realize that there was something more to it than just going well as the pastor which was your dad uh was preaching uh the holy spirit was speaking to my heart um there was one point in time where i would say is that was the turning point um because i was already under some conviction there's definitely an understanding that what they had the people who were at the church and uh those who i i talked to there and who were teaching there they had something that i didn't have they had something different um i wasn't sure what it was but there was a time when i was uh, driving uh from uh that girl's house and she asked me a pointed question and her question was, do you know for sure you'd be on your way to heaven if you were to die? 
And as a teenage boy, I wanted to appear like I knew everything and I was, you know, on the same page. And so, of course, I said yes, uh, that I knew for sure. But inside my heart, I knew that I was lying. I knew that I didn't actually know for sure. And that started to be, and I'm not saying it's anywhere near the Apostle Paul, but my point is uh, God used Stephen and what happened with him at kind of as a, a pricking in Paul's heart, uh, Saul at that time, to uh, kind of prick him to, to understand that he needed this salvation, that what Stephen had, the, the, the martyr there uh, in the book of Acts, was different than what Paul was doing as a religious man. And I think he, God started using that question that she posed to me that day in my heart. It's kind of a pricking of, you don't have what you need to have. You may be religious. You may uh, look like you, uh, you know, you, you went to church and all of that kind of stuff. You, you did the religious thing, but uh, you don't actually have a relationship with me. And so he started to use that as a, a pricking in my heart that I needed something more than what I had. So when did you begin that relationship? Yeah, it was about six months after um, I started going to Lighthouse there. Um, it was, I don't know how many months after that question. I'm trying to remember when in the course of all that she would have asked me that, but I don't remember. It's been too long ago now. But it was six months after I started going there. So about June, um, I started to really have this feeling of if I was to die today, I am going to go to hell. Like I knew that I did not have this relationship with Jesus. I knew that I didn't have my sins forgiven. And that's where it really started is understanding that I was a sinner. And I knew that I, I you know, wasn't perfect when I, you know, did stupid things sometimes and, uh, you know, cursed a lot and, did, you know, just did other uh, things that teenage boys would do. And uh, so I knew that I was not perfect and that I was a sinner against God. And I needed somebody to help me kind of put the pieces together. You know, going back to when I was in the Methodist church, I had the understanding of who Jesus was. And what he did, but I didn't have the pieces put together of how that impacted my life. So kind of coming full circle now to what I said earlier. Through the preaching and the teaching on Wednesday night and on Sunday, uh, God was putting those pieces together. He was helping me understand I was a sinner. But not only that I was a sinner, that because of my sin, I deserved to pay for that sin. I deserved to pay for it with, as the Bible says, death and hell. Separation from God, ultimately. And... He helped me to understand then that Jesus was the only one who could pay for my sin and get me to heaven. There's no way I could do it. There's no way that I could put my uh, best foot forward to get myself there. Uh, that all of my righteousness were uh, truly as filthy rags, as the Bible says, in, in, in the eyes of God because of how holy he is. And so Jesus died on the cross and putting that piece together of why he died to, was to pay for my sin. That blood that he shed was to uh, pay the sacrifice and the payment that I deserved to, to pay. And yet then 
putting the pieces together with his death and then his resurrection with celebrating Easter, uh, he helped God started to help me to understand that the resurrection was more than just a a happy thing or more than just a thing to celebrate uh, because it was a holiday, uh, but that the resurrection showed me and proved that all of my sins were paid for, that Jesus conquered death, that he conquered the grave, that he conquered our sin. And not just mine, but to make it personal, God was starting to make it personal in my life. He he, he paid for everybody's sin, uh, but he truly paid for mine. I was starting to realize this. And I knew all of this. And one night after a service on Sunday evening, I went home and my heart was really... Uh, burdened and convicted with this uh, reality uh, that if I didn't make a decision, if something happened to me driving home or whatever it may be, and I died, I would not have this relationship and I would not be with God in heaven. I would be separated from him forever. And so I called up uh, my friend and asked her to go through the verses one more time that the Bible gave us on how to know for sure that we had this relationship. And I knew those verses, but I wanted her to go through it again because I wanted to make sure I did it right. I wanted to make sure that everything was, this is kind of my uh, denominationalism coming back into play here, my religion uh, earlier on, thinking that I had to do it exactly right, say the exact right words and uh, all of those things. And so I had to go through it with me and on my bed that uh that evening, on the phone with her, I prayed and asked Jesus to forgive me of my sin. I admitted that I was a sinner, that I needed uh, saving from my sin. And I asked God to forgive me and that uh, through the blood of Christ, uh, that payment, that that would be the payment for my sin. And I asked him to save me. And he did. That exact moment. I, I felt, not everybody has this, but I felt a, a release of the weight of sin off my shoulders uh, when I had that. I didn't necessarily have this big emotional outburst or anything like that, but I, I did feel that weight uh, lifted off. And from that day forward, uh, there's no doubt. Uh, not because I uh, am some great Christian or some great person, but because uh, God's word tells me that if I put my trust in Christ for my salvation, he says that he will save me. And that's the day that I started. It's a long journey, still on it, but that's the day that I started that relationship uh, with Jesus. So looking back on the way, maybe the way you just thought, your mindset on life in general before that moment, would you say that directly after that things had changed? Can you think of maybe something even specific that you suddenly realized was different? Um, yeah, some things changed immediately. Some things, um, took a while. Uh, some things are still being changed because it's a, uh, it's a journey as we like to, uh, to call it. But one thing that started to change was I started to have a desire to go to church myself, not because it was a part of religion, but because it was, I was able to worship the God who saved me. Uh, I started to have a desire uh, to read my Bible, um, but I also had a little bit, it was, it was basic, but I was starting to have a little bit more understanding of the Bible. 
because uh, even the Bible itself tells us that uh, God's word is spiritually discerned, and so we needed the whole we need the Holy Spirit to uh, to be able to understand the word of God. Um, some other thing, one other thing that started to change was I was realizing that I now was having the ability to say no to sin. As I yielded to the Holy Spirit, which in the early days wasn't near probably where it should have been. Um, but, you know, again, we're on that journey of yielding to the Holy Spirit um, every single day as, as as much as we can. Uh, but being able to actually say no to, to sin and things that uh, once uh, I couldn't say no to, and it just kind of time after time after time would would fall into it or get into it um, just because that was the, the natural inclination in my heart. And now I'm able to say no to sin because of the power of the Holy Spirit. So I don't know there's some small things that I feel like started to change, but some very practical things that started to change. And I think the biggest thing that I noticed that was changing was my desire uh, to be with other Christians, my desire to uh, be at church, and my desire then grew into wanting to serve God as well. Well, I feel like that is a very interesting thought, that the, the great shift that happens right away is that you want to find your people. Now that I'm on this journey, and this is a direction that I'm going, and it's different than the direction I was on, I want to be around the people who are heading the same way. And that is so much of what we are going to talk about on this podcast in future episodes. Generally, you take what you learn from the Bible, you add it, you add it, you incorporate it into your everyday life. Yeah. And you focus on that relationship that you have with other Christians because we're going to grow each other and we support each other and being a part of a church is like being part of a family. And our main mission is to be the light of the world and show the rest of the world the difference that the gospel makes in everyday life. So I'm, I'm very excited about what we're going to talk about in these upcoming episodes. So this has been, this has been fun. Um, do you have anything else to add to it? Um, I just wanted to uh, remind you that uh, this is a journey with, as Esther said, family. And uh, that is what this uh, whole uh, thing that we call church is truly um, about. It's about knowing God, but also knowing God and serving God with a family. Um, and, and so we're going to talk more about that as we as we go on. But next episode, uh, we're going to get to know Esther a little bit more and a little bit more about her uh, background as well as uh, how uh, she started to have a relationship with Jesus as well. Uh, everybody's story is a little bit different, uh, but the main thing that uh, isn't different is that Jesus is in the center of all of it. And uh, so that's the main thing. One thing before I uh, sign off, and then Esther may have one other thing to say, I'm not sure, but uh, I want to just remind you that if you are uh, willing to go ahead and review our podcasts, I know we only had one episode. We also have a bonus episode coming up uh, the end of the week here. And so want to uh, remind you about that. I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but uh, go ahead and that will be on YouTube. And we'll probably share it on our Facebook as well. 
And so look for that. But go ahead and subscribe and review us on your favorite uh, podcast uh, app or on YouTube as well. So that way others can hear this and, and know how they can have this same journey, the same relationship with God uh, through Jesus. And if you, the first 10 people who give us a review, um, preferably uh, an honest but good review... I mean, I want you to be honest, so if you honestly can't say it's good, then, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, an honest book, good review if, you, if you're if you able to. And the first 10 people, I will uh, give you a $10 gift card to Dunkin' in the spirit of pumpkin coffee. Because it is starting to become fall here. And starting to, the weather up here in Vermont starting to get cool and crisp. And I'm excited about that. I know Esther's still wishing it was summer. But you know what? Snow's right around the corner. And some of you are booing me right now, but I'm excited. And we start listening to a couple of Christmas songs last night. And you can uh, comment and let me know about how much you uh, feel like we need to wait. My thing that I want to say, and I'm getting long-winded with this now, it, but if you can show me Thanksgiving music, and you can point me to some of that, that we don't sing all year round, then I'll start listening to Thanksgiving music and, and I'll wait till Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. But otherwise, Christmas music needs to start here soon. I'm excited about that. Anything you want to say before we end up? But yes, I, I do want to mention, comment. Go ahead and, and say something wherever you're listening to this or go to our Instagram page and comment there. Keep the conversation going. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear your questions or give us a little brief... Um, glimpse into your testimony how you came to a relationship with jesus christ because it's it's a journey that everybody at some point is going to take that um they are people are searching and they're looking and everybody is on a journey and we want to hear all about yours so we can keep the conversation going and we will put all of our handles for our social media uh in the uh description and so just want to uh, remind you about that as well. But thank you for joining us for our first episode and hope you have a good rest of your day. Welcome to the New Life Vermont podcast. The New Life Vermont podcast is dedicated to leading the way in faith-filled living through conversations about life's tough questions. To find every conversation when they are released, subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel.